Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice, season three, episode 17. Episode 17, Triangles, was written by Steve Blackman and directed by Tom Verica. It aired on March 11th, 2010. Enjoy! Dun, dun, dun! So our patient breakdown for this episode, Triangles, is Kayla Lindy, who is pregnant and brain death, brain dead, not the whole time, so is pregnant and has brain death. Anyway, Maggie Roberts, who has a facial abrasion and schizophrenia. We have William White, who has amyotropic lateral sclerosis, also known as ALS. And we have discussion of Joe's sister who has who has schizophrenia, but I'm putting Joe's sister in with Maggie. Okay. And then we have first notes of miscellaneous per huge. Great. Yes. Tell me your first note. Uh, my first note was whose baby is this? <laughs> so I should so I should have assumed that it was Pete's. Um, we haven't seen it in a long yeah. time. Right. Exactly. So it's just like, why would Addison be a babysitting so much child? Yeah. Um, and uh, then, of course, you know, the the discourse that happened between the, the other mom and the park, thinking that Pete's baby was Lucas is his name. I keep saying just like referencing him as a general baby um, <laughs> that um, he had his mommy's smile, at, like referring to Addison as his mom. And uh, I felt like. I felt like, tell me if I'm getting ahead here, but I felt like he kind of hurt her feelings when he said that, like, people see what they want to see, um, especially how we see, like, how Pete kind of starts asking questions about their relationship later in the episode. I thought, like, well, if you felt this way, why would you have said that? Like, when I keep going back to, like, this initial moment of the episode, I was like, by, like, brushing it off being like, oh, people see what they want to see, unless it was just, like, Pete being Pete, who I think just, like, isn't always that emotion he can there's times where he can like come across as, as like not being um emotionally like intuitive and just like the way he delivers but I think that's just the way he talks yeah um, yes so yeah absolutely like, yeah yeah well you probably didn't recognize it as Lucas because as we said in our last episode Lucas is never there and where is Lucas when Pete is right. everywhere else exactly my first note is do you know the movie the Santa Claus yeah, Tim Allen. Yes. Lucas in that hat reminded me of David Kremholtz's character, Bernard the Elf from oh Santa Claus, the oh, Santa okay. Claus. I just yes. saw, I don't know why, maybe it's because his ears were out and they were looking a little okay. pointy, but that was hilarious to me. He just looked like Bernard. That's so funny. I love Bernard. <laughs> yeah. To the point that I saw him in something else recently, and it's so hard for me to not see him as an elf in the Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. I forget what, what it was, but I was just like, that is Bernard the elf. <laughs> yeah, and I knew him from Numbers. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Wow, I didn't even know he was in that. Oh, yeah. Shall we move on to Kayla Lindy? Yes. This is Bonnie from the train derailment. Oh. The one who gets stuck on the pole with the guy. And it's... it's Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I should just know that any guest star is like, you know, up for dibs of having previously been on Grace. And just you wait till you hear this trivia because there yeah. are a lot. But this oh, one, I, I know her because, you know, she's in the train derailment two part episode. Mm-hmm. And then she's in the episode where um, Meredith is dead and in the ghost hospital. Oh, God. Okay. 
the same drowning with the fairy that we were talking about last yes, week. Yes, that's that same one. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. It's like her, Alice's scrub nurse, mm-hmm. Denny, and the bomb squad guy. Okay. Oh. And Doc, the dog Doc. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Y'all better get these rolls. <laughs> yes, please. Continue. Continue. <laughs> Surrogacy is so tender and personal and complicated, but I just can't imagine a mother-to-be asking those questions of her surrogate. Yeah. Like, yeah. so you you might die, but save my babies. But, I mean, you might die. It, yes. And, yeah, shout out to the, the surrogate mother because, um, yeah, just like when, when she came into the room, I felt, I felt like I could literally – feel her energy I was like oh she's she's one of the yeah one of those moms like and it was just like and sometimes like you know there's shows that depict that relationship between the birth mom and the surrogate mother mm-hmm. as um yeah. as like you know very very friendly very like you know very much for the benefit of the birth mom yeah um, in the process of it but it was just like it just felt as though she was operating from a very selfish space which she later admitted to Addison that like she was essentially you know like this is my last chance and but yeah I I agree she was not um and the birth mom was still I feel like handling it very well was still very much like you know not as phased as I thought she would be with the surrogate mother being like you know we don't care if you die essentially like crazy um when she when Vanessa comes in to you know get the second opinion which totally mm-hmm. valid always welcome to have a second opinion they're making it seem like Addison wants to terminate the pregnancies like that's yeah. the last resort she doesn't want to of course she, she needs to in order to save the mom cat Kayla so sad yeah exactly and what a horrible <laughs> last resort but yeah exactly but I felt that way too it's just like they're making it seem like you know Addison yeah as if this is her go-to method yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Mm, not not a fan of that not a fan of that and then she's talking herself up to Sam and I said yes Addison know your worth yes don't pretend like I'm not as good as I am I love that yeah and then she goes want me to pretend I'm not amazing because I am yep Exactly. I love that. And I was like, I felt like we don't really like, we don't see her like do that a lot. I guess because she, like she really doesn't have to. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like it was, it was kind of like nice to like kind of see her talk her stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She's not normally second guessed. No, exactly. Right. Yeah. Very rarely challenged. I feel. Exactly. I don't have too many notes about Kayla, but I Me said, either. this poor actress can't get out of one episode in Shondaland alive. Can she? That's a shame. She, she, oh, because she did pass. She did pass in the other one. Mm-hmm. That's oh, a shame. so sad. George is like holding her, her hand in her contract, right? Yeah, must I die. Did, only, only note I have for her for real is like proofreading about pregnant. Yeah, that's <laughs> like it'd be the last thing I'd be worried about. <laughs> yeah, I um felt I felt for this entire situation. Yeah. But I really felt for the husband. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 I did feel for him. Because he was very much so. He let them have it at the end. He was just oh, like, yeah. no, nah, y'all killed my wife. And yeah. was very clear about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, as he has a right to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shall we move on to Maggie Roberts with facial yes. abrasion and schizophrenia? And then we'll yeah. touch on Joe's sister who had schizophrenia. Yeah. Yes. When they got into it with Sheldon and he said, well, 20% have a normal life. 20%? Yeah. It's not, that's not very promising. No, no. Right. Yeah. Cause it was, yeah, it was very sad exactly to hear those statistics. Cause it was just like, it was still very much like, maybe have a chance at having a normal life and like very much like you know that it's an ongoing thing that you have to work through Mm -hmm. um yeah very serious case yeah yeah yeah. 11 is young for schizophrenia I feel like it's normally diagnosed in like late teens to mid-20s yeah but listen to Sheldon I'm sure if this continued without intervention from Oceanside Wellness or whatever it's called Mm -hmm. downstairs as well Mm -hmm. that the guidance counselor yeah the guidance counselor at school would come to a similar conclusion absolutely absolutely and I loved when Sheldon told Cooper like you know you came to me for help so let me help you he's like don't ask ask me for help and then like you know shut down all of my recommendations it's like he's Mm -hmm. going to give you his professional opinion so yeah, I would trust Sheldon. <laughs> yeah, same. As much as we pick at Cooper, mm-hmm. I think that it's a really a real testament to him as a doctor that he's willing to put the Sheldon and Charlotte of it all aside to yes. have a consultation with Sheldon for the good of the patient. Yep, I agree. I agree. And I think that like, I think it goes to prove even a couple episodes ago with um the other uh, what do you call it? The anesthesiologist that Charlotte was seeing? Was he an yeah. anesthesiologist? Or was uh, he no, else? but he wanted anesthesia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I forget what his actual role was, but, um, but even then, like, you know, that's one thing that you would think Cooper would be like that. You think he would be the type that would like be very spiteful and be like, well, I'm not going to do this because of this, but it's like, he's proven time and time again, like even when he wanted to address that drug issue yeah. a couple episodes ago, like he is willing to put aside that stuff for the sake of medicine or someone's well-being, his patients, which mm-hmm. I can't, I admire about him. So yeah. Yeah. Good on you, Cooper. See, we haven't yeah. said it in a while. There you go. <laughs> I'm also wondering, is no one going to wonder why Sheldon and Cooper are both beat up? Literally, literally, yeah. which, which is hilarious to me because it's like Sheldon and Addison had that whole scene in the elevator, which was excellent, by the way. Oh, um, my goodness. I love that. I, I have that in my, in my miscellaneous, I think. Do you? Oh, my gosh. Go ahead. I'll bring it up so now. Good. No, you're fine. I was just going to say I was going to skip to the end of it and just say that after all that and Addison finally being like, what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> and then Sheldon was just kind of like, yeah, exactly. Just like so funny to me because it was like... It was it was crazy how how the fight escalated how it obviously started out so petty and then <laughs> next thing you knew like the last frame they were both so bloody lockdown drag <laughs> out when did this happen yeah Insane. yeah and then when they're fighting they're super unsteady camera work oh god yeah fun choice yeah. fun choice by Tom Verica right. yeah yes yeah to mask everything <laughs> yeah did you um did you clock the nurses at the end being like look at that there's one yeah one has a little smirk you know they all know what all of these fights are about oh I'm sure especially the fact that Charlotte barged in and like didn't address anything just said enough and that was it like came in knew knew what it was about knew that it was about her yeah put a stop to it and they all know too I'd love to see a spinoff of like 
not a prequel, but like, you know, the doctors in this office being like, oh, yeah. Mm, and all the oh. nurses and the front desk. And that would have been hilarious. Yeah. 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 When they're in the elevator therapy session, <laughs> Sheldon so goes, had a feeling. That was so funny to me. Exactly. That's so funny. They will stop an elevator in a minute in Shondaland. Yeah. Um, which is something that I like, it felt like in real life, I would like never really think to do. Like I forget that it's there. And then I think I've just always have been afraid to like press that button. Mm-hmm. So many, so many things, but they take full advantage of it in Shondaland. They that really such do. A, such a good scene. Oh my yeah. God. I love, I love their little, their little relationship. Mm-hmm. Me too. Shall we move on to William White or do you have more for Maggie? I don't have um, much only that I thought that I thought that the girl who played her did a really excellent job especially when we start to really learn about like the role Eli plays in her oh yeah mind and life and her going into the monologue about the cat and it mm. was like I thought she did a very very great job yeah. Yeah. She's in an episode of Grey's. All of these people are in episodes of Grey's. Really? Okay. Yeah. Sort of she, she's the one who her dad has night terrors and sleepwalks. Oh. And um she doesn't sleep. She's okay. Very like anxious, obviously, but she's very high strung and she's like, I need to protect my dad, I need to protect my dad. And then she finally falls asleep in Mark's arms. Mark's oh, arms. Oh, I I yeah. While her dad's in surgery. It's very, very, very sweet. Precious. I do remember that. Okay. That I do remember very, very well. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On to William. Okay, but isn't this the current plot line? of season 18 of Grey's when they're in Minnesota with Sandy Cohen trying to cure his own disease of Parkinson's? Literally thought Parkinson's. the same thing. Because, and it was so, that literally occurred to me because I was like, it's so fresh because I just caught up on Grey's. At least I think so. Okay. It's just been a very long time gotcha. since. Okay. Yeah. Also, LOL that I said Parkington's instead of pars- Parkinson's. Par- Parkington's like Samantha Parkington from American Girl. Oh. <laughs> Hilarious. No, these are hard words. Par- Parkinson's, tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah. Oops. TB. Good, good warm-up words. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. That was really my first my first note for William. I said, he got Parkinson's. <gasps> no, ALS. ALS, right. Right. Yeah, like I just I just assumed that it was that's why even when you read today in the patient breakdown, I was like, oh, it's ALS. Yeah. Addison got out chocolate for Naomi and prep for her needing it. Like, look at that friendship. Loved that. No, just knowing, knowing what your friend needs. Yeah. I love that. That was really funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I can, I put this in the William section, but I don't know. It's when Naomi, towards the end of the episode, is dressed mm-hmm. for a date in that office. Like, she has on her low V dress, those big yeah. earrings, the lip gloss. Yes. Uh, dressed. Yeah. Dressed. Yeah. I feel like there's at least once every episode they're like it's just like seeing Audra in frame and I'm just like oh, she looks stunning like without I even know. trying she won't she'll be wearing like the simplest thing. Yeah. yeah. Are you are you watching The Gilded Age? No, I need to start. I really need to start because uh, my friends are watching it and my mom also loves period pieces so I feel like we just need to like sit down and like start it together. 
I hear it's really good. And there's a lot yeah. of Broadway actors, I understand. So many, so many. Okay. Kelly O'Hara, Katie Finner, and Donna Murphy, uh, Danae Benton. Audra plays oh. Danae Benton's mother. Danae. Oh, that's right. You know what? I remember seeing previews for this, like, yeah. a long time ago. So I just need to, like, get into it. This yeah. is the first season, right? Yeah, I think it's, like, the fifth or sixth episode. There's okay. not nearly as much Audra as I would like. Sure. But hopefully Sorry. in the future. I, there's yeah. never as much Audra as I would like. I know. Never enough, man. She's never probably, like, enough. Working, working. <laughs> She's probably working on something else. At least I hope she is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's maybe, like, one of my favorite Instagram follows because really? she, like, always posts about her daughter and her real life. And, like, Aww. it's just very, like, down to earth, which obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'm following her, but I need to make sure because I have, you know, the algorithm. Uh huh. I know. I know. Every couple mm-hmm. weeks I go in and it's like most shown, least shown, and mm-hmm. I see who it actually is, and then I make an effort to look at other people. That's nice. I need to start doing that more because then I saw like on Twitter someone I thought tweeted that it had went back to chronological, which I was so excited about, but like somebody lied because it's not true. Yeah, that's, that's a lie. That's a big yeah. lie. Yeah. See. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. I wish it would. Because <laughs> then you, like, know what you have seen. Exactly. I hate when it's, like, two days ago and it's like, well. Yeah. Too late now. Can't wish happy birthday now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> At 28 minutes and 12 seconds, Naomi, mm-hmm. Addison, and Sam are in the kitchen. And they're all wearing different shades of purple. I did not notice that. Oh, wow. I did not notice. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did I, Sam? Did I? Thank you. Thank that you, was thank a- you very much. At that very moment, I did have a note, and I said, she's getting warmer. She's getting warmer. It's only so many times that you can catch your best friend and your ex canoodling. And not even that they were canoodling, but, like, even the proximity of closeness. And then it's just, like, but I'm sure in her mind, like, she's let it go for so long because it's, like, she knows that, like, they all have a history of being best friends. And, like, you know, obviously doesn't want to, like, assume the worst, but it was just, like, obviously we know when we get to the point that we do at the end of this episode, there's no... There's no um, getting out of that. Yeah, there's no hiding it. I no. I feel like perhaps it's because she realizes that she likes Fife. And that like her realizing in herself what she is doing when she likes a person mm-hmm. helps her see Naomi and Sam. I'm Yes, but um, Addison and Sam's – the signs of that wow. moment I in the woods. Even... Didn't even think of it like literally. Did not think of it like that. That's yeah. so true. Yeah, th- those feelings are like kind of like fresh in her. So, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that could be it. Cause like, yeah, that's so. Right. And then I thought too. I think I have a note that says something uh, like this. But like, I was like, how long did Sam and Addison think that they could get away with these like you know sneaking these moments with each other in plain sight? I mean, I still think that like you know a little bit more discretion could be had. Like, you you know Naomi is still in the office. The door was open, I think. Very just open, very things. open, yeah. Okay, I just feel like it's very much like, y'all set yourselves up, and it's like, I'm sure for the sake of the show, you know, but... um. And here I was just two episodes ago giving Addison kudos for learning to lock a door. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That's right, you were. Yep, yep. Because she had remembered, she had been remembering with Pete. Yeah. And uh, yeah, 
for sure for sure yeah and a lot of it like I feel like has been these moments have been initiated by Addison with like you know the constant checking in and like trying to make sure her and Sam are okay and even another note that I had made her going to uh Sam's house to let him know about um the surgery for their patient I was just like now that could have been a phone call like you did not need to go all the way over there and interrupt his date like and even Vanessa talking and being like oh nice of you to come all the way over here (laughs) it's like even with living next door like I felt like that was really extra that she like came into his house (laughs) I clocked a lot this episode of conversations that could have been an email or conversations that could have been a phone call okay this and the last episode which obviously it's television and it's not like we're in and just like that, where Carrie is texting Samantha because Samantha's not on the show. Sure. Or like Meredith texting Christina because Christina's not on the show. So I understand right. the necessity of actually needing to have in-person conversations. Sure. I get it. Yeah. There are just so many that could have been a, like the meeting could have been an email, could have been an email. <laughs> yep. Many of those in life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Naomi and Fife. I just want to touch on that kiss and the standing up and the yeah an iconic moment and actually in that moment I was reminded that I've seen this episode before once upon a time because I just remember that moment of fight you know making his chair higher like being such a a thing that that image was in my brain and I was just like I've seen this part or episode before once upon a time years ago I think so yeah but that was, it was really sweet. And I, it was nice to like, it was nice to see her like not looking down on him. Mm-hmm. Um, not that she ever has in like the hypothetical sense, but it was like, it was nice to see um, like the level, level change. Yeah. It's an, it's an iconic moment. Yeah. On to miscellaneous. Yeah. LOL that last episode, I was like, where is Lucas? And now he's in every scene. <laughs> literally, literally. They, they knew we were missing him. I only have about that last scene that I know that you want to talk in depth about. So go ahead. Oh, girl, I've I've honestly already said it accidentally, jumped ahead to my miscellaneous, but all I have for miscellaneous is that I really grew to love Sheldon more this episode as I did in the previous one. Um, He's just like an onion that just keeps his layers, keep filling off. Um, But I did have like the question of me asking, I was like, how much longer did Addison and Sam think that they could like, you know, get away with these moments um, before they were exposed. And even the way in which it happened seems so. Because a part of me feels like, I don't know, maybe if they both would have committed to the bit a little bit more, I think that, I mean, obviously Naomi saw what she saw and like there probably wouldn't have been much convincing. But I think that Addison could have done a better job of trying to convince her, like just like sticking to like, I mean, I guess it kind of would have been lying, saying that like nothing is going on or in that particular moment, maybe like, you know, I don't know, maybe it would have been harder to cover up than I think it would have been. Because then she just kind of blurted out the fact that they kissed. And, like, even my mom was like, she didn't need to tell her that. But yeah. I was like, I'm sure her guilt at that point was just, like, so boiled to the point. And she probably felt that she had been so caught. But I, too, don't know if that was, like, worth mentioning. Yeah, I felt like, yeah. I just feel like we have just gotten back to a normal Naomi after all the Maya stress. Yeah. And... It just is such a shame. Oh, my God. When she says shame on you, so powerful. 
Right. It really was. It was very like maternal. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the irony of them fully breaking up and then Naomi finding out. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Like Addison did the right thing and still. And it's just like, what could have prevented this? Like, I feel like either way, it couldn't have been. Because like, let's say that like, I don't know. Even if she told Naomi earlier, I don't think there would have been any avoiding Naomi being upset. Yeah. Like, I think she still would have had to feel how she was going to feel either way. I don't know if there was ever a way around this. <laughs> yeah. And she started to tell her, remember? And then Naomi was like, you'd be the worst person in the world. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Smart, smart lady putting it all together. And yeah. 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 Wow. Can't, can't wait to see where this goes. I know. I know. Mm. I can't. What is it? What is that? Twitter thing that was like, I can't wait to see how this turns out. Yeah. Right? That's what I thought. Yeah, feel. literally. Literally. Yeah, Sam, what's your style? Naomi's raspberry deep V dress with those mm-hmm. dangly earrings and the simple necklace mm-hmm. and that wavy hair and her lip gloss. It's the yeah. opposite of what she wore to the gala or the ball or whatever they were talking about. She yeah. was very like buttoned up and professional there and even mm-hmm. multiple, multiple drinks deep as we spoke about in that episode. <laughs> yeah. yes. um, but she is dressed now. Look, I would think that she would be dressed then. And similarly to the sort of crossover that we had with Grays where we were like, do we think that Teddy is wearing a full face of makeup to impress them? Mm. That's mm. how I felt Naomi's dressed like a date to impress, I don't know, Fife, I don't know, William, I don't know, both, I don't know. Right, exactly. Right, now that we know what we know. Yeah, <laughs> especially in their in the Fife and Naomi kiss, it really struck mm-hmm. me what a I don't want to say not work appropriate because wear what you want it's 2022 like we have bigger things to worry about than shoulder showing yeah the shoulder showing and her gorgeous toned arms oh my god it really yeah struck me that she just is dressed like a like a date yeah for sure for sure Mm -hmm. tell me about our guest star spotlight our guest star spotlight for this one is Miss Judith Hogue. Um, and she plays the surrogate mother. Um, and I am so the yes, because the birth mom is the one who gives birth, and then the surrogate mom is the one who like takes over, correct? I was also struggling to okay. to give a name to um what is her character name? Angie. Yeah. I think I just called her the mom. Okay, just the mom. Yeah, because Oh, Kayla, Lindy. Yeah, Kayla would be the birth mom and, and surrogate. the surrogate. I don't know how their surrogacy worked, but she could also be the biological mother. Okay. It depends because sometimes it's a donor egg, sometimes it's not. Gotcha. I wasn't sure of the verbiage. Uh, yes. I was struggling it with it earlier in this episode, too. I was like, I kept saying surrogate mom when referring to Angie, but I knew I was what you like, meant. She's not the she's not the surrogate. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you meant. Um, but I think we all know who you're talking about now. So <laughs> Okay, good, good. Now, now that we all know. And she just again I mentioned earlier in the episode, she had just really uh got my attention as soon as she came into the room um with her, her anxious mom energy. Um and I had recognized her from a few other things. Yeah. Um, but a little bit about her. 
Um, she was born June 29th, 1968, in Newburyport, Massachusetts. Wait, what yeah. day? June 29th. That's my birthday. That's your birthday. Get uh-huh, out. Uh-huh. Birthday twins. You're, you're not a cancer, are you, Sam? Uh, yeah. You are. Kindred spirits. Have we talked about this? I feel maybe like 10 years ago. <laughs> maybe so. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cancer's in the house. Yeah. Um, she's an actress, obviously. Uh, she's known for Armageddon. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm. Hitchcock, and she was previously married to Vince Grant. Oh. Um, yes. Um, and just some some fun facts about her. Uh, she studied acting with Diana Castle for several years. She has two children, a son and a daughter. She began acting at the age of 13, and uh, she attended Walnut Hill School. Um, and in Boston? Yeah, as, and is, that, is it in Boston? It doesn't say the location of it, but um, I guess also a, a co-star of hers, Paige Turco, did, who portrayed um, a character in Teenage Ninja Newton Turtles. So they both hailed from that school. Oh, I have a, a, a friend I went to college with went to a Walnut. So I, I'm wondering, it's probably the same one. Cause probably. Friend, yeah, obviously in the arts, professional actor. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So a little bit about Miss Judith. I love that. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. So trivia is this episode scored 7.66 million viewers. All right. So a little bit down from the last one. Yeah. But still above seven, which is great. Yeah. And then there's literally an entire paragraph of people who were on this episode who were also on Grey's Anatomy. Crazy. So I'm going to go through it. I then, you know, went from IMDb back to Grey's Wiki, figured out who they were. My brain said, oh, I remember that episode. And then I – so I'm going to try my best to get into it. Great. Cool. Okay, so Derek Phillips, who played Eddie Lindy, also played Dale Winnick in Grey's Anatomy. So he is – do you remember that hiking trio where they come in with – it's in an early season. They come in with, um, like, his nose has frostbite and, like, there's – like frostbitten parts of their faces and their ears and their hands. And mm-hmm. one of them comes in with an ax to the chest and they're like, Oh my God, yes. how did this happen? Yeah. And it turns out that they you know, did it to him. Yeah. So yeah, yes, he plays, yes, yeah, he plays one of those people. Okay. Okay. Judith Hogg, who you just gave us a brilliant backstory of, oh, she thanks. plays, remember when Mae Whitman was in there? She had scoliosis, very, um, very severe scoliosis, Mae Whitman from Parenthood and Good Girls. Yes. She plays Mae Whitman's mother. Oh, so she's already been in an episode of Private Practice as another character. No, or in no, Grace. In Grace. In Grace, Grace. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Michael Riley Burke, who plays Simon McConnell, went on to play Mr. Finch in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. That is the funny one who, I mean, it's not really funny. Anyway, it's like after a one-night stand at an office party, these two office nemesis says, nemesis, nemesis, nemesis. One of them. Yeah, they get pregnant and they're like constantly fighting their lawyers. Okay. That one. Okay. Monica Kina plays Kayla Lindy. As we said, Bonnie from our train derailment, iconic in my brain. I see when I close my eyes. Traumatized oh, no. at a young age. <laughs> yikes, yikes, yikes. Oh. Lauren Bowles plays Cindy Robert. Wait, who yes, she plays Cindy Roberts on Private Practice. Also played Alice Franklin in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. She I had to look up. This is the one where I was like, what? 
season one, Izzy and Christina do an autopsy on her dad. She's convinced that her dad is an alcoholic, and that's why he's been so forgetful and distant her whole life. Uh-huh. But it turns out that he has a rare blood disorder where it gives the effect of drinking. Uh, and that's oh, actually yes. what, Yeah, that's actually I what killed that him. one. And she is, I believe, our first, we'll call it the triple crown, because hmm. she is also a guest star of Station 19. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't, God. I don't know that show as well, so I can't get into that. Todd Babcock plays Joe Roberts, also played Doctor Matthew Savoy in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. That okay. he plays. Do you remember after Denny dies after Izzy cuts the Elvad? Mm-hmm. Bailey gives a talk to all of the doctors and like the talk. I call it a talk back where they're like, "What could we have yeah. done better?" He yes. questioned Bailey in that. So I th- it was probably an under five. Okay. Got you. Got you. And Madeline Carroll plays Maggie Roberts, also played Ivy Sultanoff in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. That's the dad who has night terrors and falls asleep in Mark's arms. We remembered that one. Um, How about the size of his paragraph, though? This is like double duty on all ends. Huge. Look at that. That's amazing. How nice it must be. It's like, how nice for like the guest stars that it's just like, if I book Grey's Anatomy, most likely I'm going to book another Shonda project. Like, that's just mm. like so nice to know, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Like your chances are exponentially higher, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, cool. I feel like they, pl- they pay a little bit more attention to that now on Station 19 mm. than they did because it's both in Seattle and, you know, Bailey and Richard are normally their big crossover people. Right. So, but yeah, I willing to play on both shows. Very cool. Absolutely. You're like, I'll take either job. Thank you thank very you. much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank yep. you very much. Yeah. Do you want to muse for us a little bit? I know consistently oh, wow. your musings have been Naomi has to find out about Sam. Naomi has to find I out know. about Sam. And, and now that they have, I'm like, where do I go from here? This is going to be a really, really raw musing. Um, yeah. Goodness grief. Um, I think knowing Naomi <laughs> and knowing how much time it takes for her to get over things <laughs> or work through things, I think we are in for a couple episodes of like her really putting Addison through the ringer. Um, as far as their friendship is concerned and finding out that her and um, Sam have been involved. So uh, I'm just expecting to just like sit back and enjoy the ride and just not expect us to come to any quick resolution anytime soon. Um, And yeah, seeing how Sam will deal with that as he tries to like work on this relationship with Vanessa, I feel like it's going to be short lived. I mean, I feel like her ultimatum that she presented to him and then like his response back to her makes it seem like, you know, it's something he's willing to go all in for, but I don't see her. I don't see her sticking around for the long haul. Okay. Let's see. Who else? Charlotte and Sheldon. Child. Again, like I think it's, I think it's a temporary thing. I'm happy for Sheldon. I'm glad that he's like getting some romantic attention, but I do think at my core that, Charlotte and Cooper still love each other and I hope that we'll continue to see more of Sheldon and that he'll have more moments like he has in these past couple episodes um Violet being gone I literally looked up to see like you know what else she was doing the actress that Amy uh Brennan was doing at the time to see I was just like did she look something else I was like why is she away and then I was just like 
I thought that maybe it was like maybe she was shooting judging Amy, but I was like judging Amy was done way before this began, yeah. <laughs> before private practice even started. So I was like it wasn't that, but I was just curious as to why they didn't have her involved um, right now. Um, so did you come up with anything? I didn't. I didn't come to a conclusion once I saw that there wasn't that she wasn't shooting anything else. At least that didn't catch my eye. Um, I just kind of like gave up on it, and I was just like, I'll just trust that. She will be circling back soon. <laughs> okay, yeah, because uh, a few episodes ago, you were like, I want Violet to have her moment in the sun again. Yeah, I feel like it's time for her to, like, circle back into the the uh, main... For her, for her character to be, like, pushed forward in the plot now. Yeah. Um, and because I feel like she's been, like, you know, out of the loop for a minute. So, Del too. Del hasn't been around. Del too, exactly. I guess they like, you know, they they both have had their like traumatic instances. Um, and like during the wedding process, we got to like see them bond a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'd be nice to like see them like circle back into things. Um and what else? Yeah, like we haven't even seen Del at all, like these past couple episodes, which is crazy. It's like when they don't focus on that character and the plot it's literally as if like they are not there it's like did they take these days off of work like but so yeah did I did I miss any anybody I think that's a pretty good musing moment right yeah right my MVP is Fife okay for being vulnerable and continuing to be himself yes I almost gave it to Maggie's mom for going back and seeing Cooper when she knew that something was wrong Oh, okay. But I don't think we've given it to a guest star before, so I no. kept it in the main-ish cast. I love that. I didn't. I didn't even know that was an option. Now I know that there's no bounds. Yeah, boundless, Bound, boundless, boundless here in BHAB Pod. Absolutely. I I chose Sheldon again for my okay. MVP. Actually, um, he just like keeps keeps impressing me. I I loved the scene that he had with Addison in the elevator. Um. Uh. I, I didn't mention this earlier, but like now that I'm like thinking of Addison, I was just like I've really enjoyed the past couple episodes, particularly this one because I feel like this episode we really got to see um, some comedic sides of her, and like I felt like a lot of that was in the elevator um, with Sheldon. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, back to Sheldon being my MVP, I just thought that uh, the advice that he gave her was very sound, and he literally yeah. gave her probably like a week's worth of <laughs> yeah. a therapist advice. In a very succinct amount of time. And, like, there was something else. I don't know if you saw Molly's Game on Netflix. Um, oh, I saw it in theaters, actually. That's back when you? we left our houses. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Once Upon a Time. Um, and I'm sure those of you who've seen it, um, the moment, not to spoil anything, but the moment at the end of the film um, with um, the iconic actress name. Did, a- um, it's uh, been so long. Did The Bodyguard with Whitney Houston. Um, yes. Him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He and the lead actress, you know, they have a moment and he's a, a psychologist. I don't know if he prescribes if he's a psychiatrist, but anyway, he has a very quick therapy session with his daughter at the end of that movie. And it's just like, and he literally makes a joke in a line of it and says like, here, you're going to get years worth of therapy in five minutes. Here we yeah. go. And he basically like, you know, psychoanalyzes his daughter. Um, and, um, but that reminded me of that moment in the elevator with uh, Sheldon. And he just like really let her have it and like, I was following him and like connecting the dots and I was just like oh my god he's right I'm like how do they how do they do this yeah Uh, it 
it really like therapists amaze me and it's just like wow y'all really y'all really know y'all stuff yeah and knowing what we knowing what we just went through with the captain and busy and susan yeah and remembering that and yeah and like because she talked to sheldon about that too right she sought she sought out his help when she was going through that i believe so i remember like this is like this is like the third or fourth time that addison has <laughs> cornered if you will sheldon <laughs> um elevated him yes elevated him with her life situations yeah it was just so good um so that's why he's my mvp for kind of helping guide addison in that moment I had a I had a cackle again when he goes, I had a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling. Now that I realize I don't like being stuck in elevators with tall redheads. <laughs> it was just so And of course for helping um Cooper with Maggie's situation. I yes. Really, really great. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. My rating is a giant thunderclap while you're on the beach. It comes out mm-hmm. of nowhere. And you have nowhere to seek shelter or protect yourself from the weather. Sheesh, that's really good. That just about sums it up. Yes. Thank you, thank you. That was good. Mine is seashell digging. Yes. (laughs) I just, I felt like when you're like, when you're, you're digging for, for more information and sometimes you find really great things like uh, Naomi found this new relationship, at least I hope turns out to be a new relationship with Fife. Um, and then it's like, sometimes you find, you find duds, like, you know, broken glass. Um, like I'm sure Naomi feels like that she's found and sometimes you find stuff in the sand that kind of cuts you up and it doesn't feel great. That's what this episode kind of reminded me of. I like that. I like that. Pearls and, uh. Pearls and glass. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at, at Melissa Clark and on Twitter at, at Melissa with three E's. And you can follow me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show. Plus, we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash BHAB podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 3, Episode 18. They are available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. T-G-I-T. Yay! Yay! <laughs>